welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Who? Here at the Recycle Garage. Where? Motorcycles and Madhouse. In sunny. Sunny. Truly sunny. Santa Cruz, California. Why? It's real. Much sunnier than Carmel was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first real show in a while, in I my know, opinion. Man. I yeah. said we got the heavyweights here tonight. Oh man! Oh, ding, 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 ding. You know, I noticed Nock That's has been. Expect- no, you've been putting on a couple of pounds. I am. <laughs> I'm getting ready, man. I'm oh. getting this is my summer body. An extra serving, please, Chicharrones, por favor. Truly a heavyweight. Don't don't worry, Nock. It, it doesn't show. You still look very good in those jeans. <laughs> yeah, he looks better. <laughs> jeans I'm like they're like to his leg. They're two sizes under. It's <laughs> been stretched them out all day. No, Nock looks a lot better in clothes. This is true. <laughs> I have no argument for me. No argument for me. Who's in the house tonight, Liza? Uh, thank you so much, yes. I'm so glad you're here to help me. Hey, tonight in the garage, this is Liza. I'm going old school. What's up, my wigwacks? Wow. Wigwams. Wiggy wigwacks. What? That's, that's, that's wrong with you people. What? I love that one. Thanks. I haven't heard that in a while. Thanks. Hey, and behind me, ready and loaded with some witty saying, we've got bagel. Nobody puts bagel in the corner. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> fucking <are> did. <laughs> and then next up, we've got Knock. Hi, how you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Nice. What? Hello. Do you stay at home in the mirror and rehearse that? <laughs> yeah. You should. <laughs> he rehearses that in the I, shower. I even rehearse the slur. <laughs> <laughs> Next to that, we've got Douglas. I'm present. And accounted for. And, and accounted for, sure. There you go. Next up, we've got Ian. I'd like to thank Jesus Christ for being here today and let everybody know this is the high water mark of my life. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know us very well, do you? It must yeah. be great growing, going through life with a very low bar. So. <laughs> my mom just let me out of the cave a couple years ago, so I'm still learning. On the Pretty Girl Couch tonight, we have Emma. Hello, darlings. <laughs> Tell me something good. What? Wow. <laughs> Tell me that you love me. Okay. Wah, I love you. Wah. That's that's the gin talking. Something good. Nice. Also on the pretty girl couch tonight we've got Matt. Combo on Minasan. Hey, all right. Oh, very uh, nice. International right. shit. Hey, we don't do that, that racist good. shit around here. <laughs> we totally no, do that real. racist shit around yeah, here. What are you talking about? We don't speak yeah. sushi shut around up, here. Shut Matt up, you exotic been motherfucker. That. He's been writing that on every bathroom wall we've I been have. through. <laughs> every, every bathroom wall from Ventura to here, yes. <laughs> Next up, we got Naked Jim, who's earned his name today. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's that kind of day. It was nice out. <laughs> he drew, he hey, rode hey, by hey, a preschool, and I got here just in time. <laughs> oh yeah. He knew there was a crowd here of new people, and he couldn't resist. It you know what? The day. It was nice. You know what? I was taking out the garbage, and I saw Jim before everybody else did. I was like, Ah! Thank you, God, coming in the lot. Prepare your anuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good warning. Yeah, nice. thank you. So, and then also we've got. Isaac. 
When you get to customs, I'm gonna need you to take these seeds into the bathroom, and I'm gonna need you to put them way up inside your butthole, Morty. That <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, wasn't bad, actually. That's pretty good. Wow. What kind of pop I don't is this? Young and loose. I'm not young enough to get these things. No. I don't know. It's a very new show. It's called Keystering. <laughs> Keystering. Oh. oh, I thought it was supposed to do the, like an expensive watch. I learned that from the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Yeah. I could draw you a picture if need oh be. Oh my god. Yeah. I get this uncomfortable As hunk of usual. That metal. So Matt and Ian, you guys are <laughs> listeners. You're visiting us in the first five minutes. Oh. Are we are we putting on a good show for you? Everything I ever expected yes. in life. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. Are we going oh, to talk about motorcycles? This is, is going on my resume. We, we are, but one of my favorite questions to ask people who come by who've never been here. So, <laughs> is it smaller than you thought? I was just glad that I fit in without any adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> it's not the size of your garage. It's what I, you I, and I know that's it. a question yeah. that, oh, that okay. men are unco- uncomfortable asking themselves. <laughs> I, get well, it. I mean, in our defense, it is colder here than I expected it to be. Yeah, a bit nipplier. Yep, yep. What? It was, yeah. it was actually very nice and It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday was a little blustery. It, it was. But you know what? Uh, we're going to cover what we've done recently. There was a lot of stuff going on today. Oh. There was engines being built, and there were weird mini bikes. And s- there was races out here. I just <laughs> want to say. Drag races. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mike on a uh, little pocket bike. Yeah, it's a pocket bike. <laughs> and then was Andy was on his chopper extended fork moped. <laughs> it was a poop nice. with, a, with like a six foot, foot over awesome. fucking front fork. <laughs> yeah. best. With a taped up headlight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna post and it on were, Instagram. They were so. drag racing up and down the street. I think that little the pocket bike could win. I think I over diluted the the gasoline with the oil. Mm. It's calling for twenty to one, but I think Michael's like, if my arms didn't weigh fifty pounds each, I think I could have won the race. It's your head yeah. that weighs eighty pounds. Mike. <laughs> Amazing. And they're yeah, they're both like two strokes, and they were just making so much noise. There was not a lot go. of noise. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm surprised the a lot cops, of noise, a lot of smoke. The cops didn't come out. That's one of the downsides of doing our drag races in front of the police station. Yeah, <laughs> there is that risk. Well, it, well technically, it's the back of the police station. That's where all the deals happen. Yeah. Matt and I were talking about that at dinner. Like, what do Santa Cruz police consider illegal? Because. Uh, that doesn't seem to be much. Yeah. <laughs> no, as long as you're not like in broad daylight murdering the fuck out of somebody, you're like. Yeah. So I assume bloodletting was on the yeah. illegal side. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, they frown on stabbing. Well, as long as it's consensual, no, you're back. like, eh, yeah, that's good. You know, they there favor stabbing over gunshots, so we have much more stabbing than gunshots. Okay. Okay. Knives are more legal. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it a paperwork thing? They do less paperwork <laughs> with the stabbing. I yeah, it cuts into their weed smoking time, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there was there were shenanigans going on. We had a good time and we had even more visitors coming by. Um, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah. we've all done so much stuff outside of the garage. I wanted to cover some of this um, because Douglas, yeah, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do last weekend? Uh, I went to uh, the Stockton 99 cart track uh, for Kanakaya's uh, superbike coach wheelie course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, let, how were your wheelies beforehand? Dinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best adjective I could. You I could couldn't buy. wheelie and uh, without putting your feet up on the up. They always had to be like dragging behind you, right? Right. Well, that's a way to practice <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a little mini bike is to drag your feet behind you, but. Um, 
it was it was good i mean uh for the money and the resources you're given while you're up there i think it's worth it it depends on your skill level of course um before the class i was kind of embarrassed to say i was going to a wheelie course because it's like this is, should be shit you're le- learning on the road you know yeah, you break your back like everybody else does but I'm like, you know, <laughs> it, it sounded like fun and he's got a he has a wheelie trainer and a little mini bike and he's cool. got he's got his own he uh, offered up his fucking race ktm supermoto with a uh, a wheelie bar on it and uh it was it was fun so this is yeah kanakaya's school that uh, jim and i have gone to and you've gone to he has a lot of different classes yeah yeah so if you if you go to superbikecoach.com you can pick between about eight different things and he has multiple classes of those things throughout the year he does track days and uh cornering school he does a knee down course where he teaches you how to get your knee down in the corners and and get through corners faster and uh the wheelie course is one of them he does that what twice a year i think and i think it's about 180 dollars um up at the stockton track and um how many, how many people were there? There was about 25, I want to wow. say. Oh, yeah. 25 idiots. 25 idiots. <laughs> Anybody uh, loop it? Nobody looped. Oh, okay. Amazingly. I was okay. thinking, like, I'm going to loop my bike tomorrow, like, when I was gearing up for the night before. I'm like, yeah. So, I, I don't see how people couldn't be looping their bikes all day long, but not yeah. one person did. Hmm. Which bike did you take? I took the XR650R. All right. And I, I wanna really know. wish I would have brought the TTR. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense. What, oh, really? oh. what other bikes did people bring? There was a lot of, there was a few supermotos um there was about five or six sport bikes most of the bikes were were enduros uh there was one two-stroke there it was a ktm plated two-stroke oh, did, you dro- did you drool yeah it was too quiet it was mostly it was mostly like you know drz's and um the rarest Hondas, yeah the 450x's that are plated what was stuff. the sketchiest thing someone was trying to yeah do? this <laughs> like his kid, like his a kid had a no this kid had a ninja 250 and this <laughs> nice. kid this kid was not very he must have weighed like a buck 50 and he had to stand on the thing, bounce, bottom it out, and then get it up. That was the only awesome. way you can. I have a video of this. I can show you. Guys. Was it a standing wheelie? Like it was a standing wheelie, and he was. That's it, awesome. it, he was powering. He wasn't. He wasn't balance pointing <laughs> it, but he was powering it for I don't know, I mean, thirty yards or so. Nice. So I mean, he he was like he was the, the one to watch that That's day because we're like, yeah. <laughs> loop it, loop it, loop it. <laughs> you know, uh, that it was a lot of people had a really hard time. It's <clears throat> it's uh when when the the day. The, the the morning of and Coach Ken is is doing his intro and like what we're going to be doing today and he splits us up into groups and he, he's talking for like 20 minutes, half an hour and he's like, you know what guys today is, is all about you and there's only one thing you need to be worried about the size of your balls. <laughs> all right, this all depends on the size of your fucking balls. Tell me so who's wait, doing that with his hand too. Yeah, he's, he's just like he's doing there. this all in the size of your balls. So, so there are I no mean, ch- it's totally true. No chips there. Was, there. there was one woman. All right. And she was on a she was on a duke. Um proper. Was, yeah. And uh she was doing okay. And uh, a lot of the people had kind of a hard time. It was mostly the sport bikers. Um, a lot of the guys riding it up. dirt bikes were, were having no problem getting the yeah. wheel up in the air, you know. And this this guy, <laughs> he had a, a freaking brand new R1, <laughs> four to four pipes that were insanely loud. And Ooh. he was just doing the tiniest little wheelies. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's were not. They, do they have the wheelie control on? <laughs> but that's what we were thinking. Like, and there was, yeah, like, there was the this button. BMW there, and there was another like really expensive Ducati I'm like all these things have wheelie control on them like I hope I know how to turn those things off because right. <laughs> you're not going to have a really hard time perfect yeah. two inch wheelies out of corners that's a and, uh, there was another 
plated uh, XR650R, their supermoto, so that was kind of cool. Okay. And, those sport bikes, that's a lot of weight. Remember at the, at the dirt bag knock when we were egging, you wanted to do wheelies and stop yourself yeah, with Superhawk? That was that thing sucked. Yeah, you almost did a wheelie, and when you landed, we all thought you were going to uh, I No, I tried to do stoppy, and like I, uh, it just, yeah, it was not a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it was it was a, uh, a lot of fun. He split us up into three groups, and he had a, a, po- a mini bike there that you would. The the idea was to get used to the bike popping up, and you'd like walk behind it, you know. Or You're sit like, on I got it this, and drag it, uh, <laughs> like, because I was doing that with the TTR a bunch, right? And uh, everybody was having a hard time with it. And I got on it and was just like able to go the whole fucking length of the course just on the little back of that little mini bike, dragging your feet behind, and that's. That the idea is that was to get you know the location of the bike in front of you uh, on the balance point and to see what it feels like while still being able to let it go and not fuck yourself up you know. So as far as technique goes, what, what is there anything specific that he was teaching you? Yeah, like- well I, I can't say too much because you got to right. take the course. Um, right, right, right. But I was having a few problems with body positioning and mm-hmm. and uh, timing and everything more importantly than like in the where in the RPM range. Okay. And, uh, what where the power band Yeah, is exactly. It? Well, you don't want to be in the power band. Right. It's, uh, it's the torque, torque up. And the torque, yeah. He was, he was, didn't, it was kind of interesting. Like the the first session we did, um, he has on the straightaway of the the cart track. There's uh, two cones, and you're able to you're allowed to wheelie within those two cones, and you have maybe two or three attempts before you get to the right hand turn. Uh, and then on the way back, there's another two cones where you have enough room for one attempt. And um, at the first the first part of the day, he just kind of said, "Okay, go for it," and didn't teach us anything. He didn't. He just wanted to see what we were able to do, you know. Um, but a lot of the guys were just wheeling right out of there i'm like why are you guys here (laughs) you you guys got this down already um and then it was only until like the second or third sessions where he really sat us down and was like here's how you want to sit on the bike you want to be all the way back and and um how your body position affects the 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 weight of the motorcycle and the power control in relation with that so um yeah uh did i walk away with something yeah absolutely uh i'm not a pro by any means but he gave me a good foundation to go out and practice and get better at so and what is this wheelie machine that he made so it's uh he built it uh, according to him it looks very professional it was uh <laughs> it was a uh, crf 450 i think um <laughs> On a uh, a roller like in a, a dyno, right? Mm-hmm. And it was connected to a handbrake that one of the assistants would pull up, and as you applied power, she'd pull the brake, and that would allow the bike to come up. Now, most of those mm-hmm. wheelie machines are really big, heavy, heavy, heavy uh, things that aren't manually operated. They just you kind of let them slow down, and then you wheelie up, and then as it spins, it it. Um, it catches up with the tire, but this one was actually had a brake on it. So, oh, so it, it did add another element <clears throat> of human uh, error in there. So she had to kind of like watch your hand and jerk the the brake to get you to come up. Um, that that it worked. It worked, but we didn't have enough time on it. I, I had maybe two minutes on that thing. I can see that how that'd be helpful because like my immediate thing is like. Well, how the fuck am I supposed to hold on while I'm up there? You well, know? you just do. You 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 just do. You don't right. you don't fall off, and you you can't loop because there's well, a rope tied to the. So this front tire. lets you figure out your this body position. This lets you see exactly how much power you need to roll on. Because you guys all hold on with your nuts, so and I don't have. Them. <laughs> we got suction cup nuts. What do you want? You have a lesbian vagina. It's much more powerful. You're right. I got that. <laughs> that I wish uh, I wish I would have had a set of legs. I wish I would have had more time. Maybe like half an hour, an hour on this. 
this on this wheelie trainer because uh, basically they let you get up on it once, feel where the balance point is, and it's the next guy's turn. You know? and, and so is the balance point always higher than you think it is? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always higher than yeah, you think well. it is. So by you know by the up until lunchtime, making pretty good progress, and then we all at ate like eight pounds of food from this pizza place <laughs> that you know you pay beforehand and they go get the food and the, deliver it and everything. And then you, you get back on the bike and you you're like, okay, well it's fucking nap time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like ninety degrees out. And you feel your body start to fatigue and your your hands are fatiguing and you're starting to get calluses from just doing over and over and over and over and over and over just attempt after attempt after attempt. We're doing hours of this yeah. going through that go, going through those cones. And you really don't think about it too much until you're in it. They're like I'm really getting a workout here because you're pulling the bike up and you're trying to hold on at the same time and it's it's it the next day i was fucking sore it's it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing that no one crashed though <laughs> close yeah a couple yeah. times pretty close but no one really nobody shit crashed out of that many people right the, the mini bike weird. was broken by the end of the day but <laughs> that was expected if this thing's not broken by by lunchtime you're not trying hard enough <laughs> <laughs> what he said nice so uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think it was 180 bucks, and uh, you got to drive a little bit from here. But um, it was it was cool. good. Um, it it doesn't. Let, let's be realistic. It doesn't make you a pro. No one's gonna go in there. Are not you a stunter? And then come out <laughs> doing balance point wheelies by the end of the day. It really depends on you. But it's not. It's not. It's not something that you can just learn in a day. Yeah. Douglas trying to be winning that stunter trophy. Now. You better watch out. I know. I got to I got to <clears throat> You got to up your game. Up you got to come up with a new trick, man. I will say, by the end of the day, I was able to achieve a balance point wheelie. And you yeah. know, Doug, did, so. did he give you techniques that are solid enough that you can work on them and practice? And you know, the, I mean, he, he yeah. taught you the basics of wheeling. Yeah. So from this point forward, you've got a good solid foundation. Right. You just perfect. And he, he pointed out the things I was doing wrong, right, which right, was pretty right. much everything. See, mm. I don't I don't know if this is <laughs> so. just a California thing, but I love that there's a school you can go to I know, be a right? better hooligan. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I was I was a little embarrassed about it. Like, thinking wheelie course right but and then you get there and start talking with the guys they actually take it seriously you know yeah. and if i just embrace like taking it as a serious thing like i'm not well like it, legit you know. like it's an actual maneuver that you need to know how to control especially if you're riding dirt or doing enduro yeah. shit you gotta yeah like you're riding on the rear wheel the whole mm-hmm. time so and you, you know if you want to impress chicks on the side totally. that's what it's right. all about yeah. that yeah, yeah it's not the long game man because you never right. know when you're gonna be in a rap video yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rap video. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve o'clock in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I really wish uh, the the TTR would have been up and running. I was thinking of bringing both of them, and then I fried the clutch at, on dirt the week before. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that you took the big pig. Yeah, it, well, you, it was like it was bike. hard though, because because you get up and you have to like roll off the throttle a little bit to come back down a little bit. But with that bike, it's like all or nothing. Yeah, it's like mm. as soon as you roll off a tiny bit, it dies and it jerks the front end oh, down. Yeah, so you, you have to like the... over go back and. Yeah, yeah, it's. Let me tell you how to fucking, do it. You need to be using your foot brake. <laughs> and it's fucking scary. It's <laughs> yeah. scary when you're up there. Thank you. Thank it's you. scary. You're not alive. So you're yeah. not clutching Dude. it so much, huh? No, no. And, and that was the other thing. Uh, he said, you know, you can do this two ways. You can power up or you can clutch up. He's like, I'm not too fond of. This is Coach Ken talking. He said, I'm not too fond of clutch ups because you can't control mm. as mm. you can with a power up. Like, exactly how much power because you're revving and you're dumping the clutch. Mm. And mm-hmm. you don't know where right. in the power band you are when you dump. So. Interesting. 
sting. Yeah, you have different have strokes a, for different folks, of course. And yeah. if you're used to clutch ups, there's nothing wrong with that. But well, you, right. need, you need to have a clutch with some really serious degree of control for that, right? Yeah. Or just know when to cut out when you but get you, high enough. You know, but you know, back in the old comes days, quick. we were dealing with a lot less power, so the only way you could get your bike up yeah, was to clutch yeah. it up. But, but back yeah, then, you had, those westerns, you had yeah. wooden wheels. <laughs> yeah, we had wooden wheels, and, and the steam, the steam boilers, very heavy. They were very, very heavy. I had to mount them at the rear. Yeah, exactly. Because up until that point, we were mounting them at the front. You <laughs> Kept know? them down. Exactly. And well, I, I, I talked with George Washington personally. About this. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed me in the right direction. I'm sure you and did. Said, and said, you put, right put, well, put your boiler at the back, young lady. With that accent, he probably pointed a gun at you. Yeah, well, he, he, he threw my tea in the harbor. <laughs> well, all, all in all, it was good. Um, I probably wouldn't take it again. I don't know if I'd gain much more by taking it again. Um, the other cool thing is that they have they have thousands of free photos. So that comes with the, the course. <laughs> oh, so you guy, got photos of yeah, you? Yeah, Dean Lonsky is taking photos all day of everything. And about a week later, he posts them all up online. You can download them and everything. Rad. Does he Does he have the secret cameras in the uh, porter cabins? Post those online. You know, not secret. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really save any of my photos from when we did our track day because I was so proud of my stoppies I was doing. But he put the Kanakai Superbike Coach logo over my back yeah, wheel. That's the thing. But I know I'm proud of you. Like I know like on my bike when the wheel comes up like two inches and like the handlebars go slack. Ah! Mm. We like, call those no. skimmers. <laughs> then they're dinky. Yeah. But I think, you know, also anytime you do any kind of a course, really, you expose yourself to stuff that you hadn't done before. Uh-huh. You know, and it, it just, again, makes you a better motorcyclist. Jim knows all about general, exposing. Right? <laughs> He's exposing himself. <laughs> you kind of focused it's on that. <laughs> you saw, anyway, I'll say it. It's seared <laughs> in my brain, Jim. Uh, no, I think it's cool also that, um, that we're all kind of looking into classes that we could take to mm-hmm. better some skills that we have. And you've been doing a bunch of them. So uh, that's pretty cool, so, actually. You know, it's it's another cool thing, too, is like there's more uh, accessibility to training nowadays, which is in general, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. Well, those yeah. dudes and just did, I'm sorry, those dudes down at the uh, Language Institute, they just did the advanced MSF class oh, right. down there for those right. guys. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And Jim, I, I think you've got a, an opportunity here because you could do the full exposure naked riding course. Yeah, <laughs> teach people how to do it right. Yeah, right. Or they'll think, teach you I to think... drag a knee and hang out later. You can drag something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like, that, that's like, that's like curb feeler, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <thank> God. Ow. <laughs> it's like preaching to the choir. Put a slider. Here. Put a slider on there, man. <laughs> All I got to do is mention it, and I'm like the Pied Piper around here. Everybody's <laughs> taking clothes off and hopping on motors. Jim's got a big dick, ladies. You heard that? You heard that right? So other motorcycle yes thank you. so <laughs> cool there was though. another cool really class. cool event i know we've been talking about the quail that was uh scheduled to come up um we did it we went to the quail motor quail lodge motorcycle gathering yep that was and saturday it was yesterday yep. yes and cool. it was awesome i would say the only problem was that it was cold <laughs> yeah it was a shitty day know, yeah and it got colder during as, the day. It's a crazy as thing. It, as it can do on these coastal cities. Right. It was now, there were some people there. I know Yuri's wife, she was miserable. Mm. Um, mm. Gary Goldwing, his wife, miserable. Because um, it was cold. Yeah. Not Mike, because they're married. Sort of miserable. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm like, oh, well, 
Duh, I checked the weather report. <clears throat> it was pretty clear. Oh, they rode down there. Is that why they were miserable too? They weren't properly clothed. So, like Jim, Jim and I knew. We were, oh yeah, we, we knew the weather was gonna be bad. The only thing that was that, that I had a problem with all day is when Mike blew past me doing triple digits on that muddy road. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on his on his Cowie. Yeah. Let's just oh give him a little God. bit of credit. So, no, um, big time. Wow. So it's uh, big balls award. Jim and I, Mike and Jonathan, we're heading down. We met. And we were going to go meet uh, Miss Emma and Michael, and uh, and others down there. So Jim's like, "Are you just going to take the quick way down to meet Emma?" And I was like, oh, "You want me to do that little side road?" He's, what? Like, yeah. he's like, "Yes." <laughs> oh, the well, side hope- road like through Casterville is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah. now Jim knows what's coming up. So. I, we're going down, and then I suddenly signal to turn right, and this is that road we like to take that's through the artichoke fields. It's a farm road. I know that <laughs> it's road. Not a lot of going on there, <laughs> yeah, and it actually road. loops all the way back de- to the freeway, and it has sweeping turns that, if you know what it's like, you can hold triple digits through the turns. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you have to kind of trust. And and you know that there isn't any like farm workers or any or tractors, well, yeah. and there are giant clods of mud from the tractors. Yeah. So There's mud all over, like dirt. Jim mud knows what's coming road, up, yeah. so I signal right, I turn right, I light it up, yeah. and I look in my mirror to see if Duke? Jim. No, actually, just the verses. Yeah. I look back to see if Jim's lighting it up, and he's he is. For the it, first part, yeah. I got on it pretty good to start. And so I am get it up to about like 110, and then I come up to that sweeper. So I, I just sit up right to kind of air brake a little bit, and I get it down to like maybe 99 and just play chicken. You just play chicken with yourself, and I get it into the turn, go around, and, well, I, and yeah. then I come through it, and I look back. There's nobody behind me. Well, so here's the no thing. She me. said there's some mud on the road. So if you guys have you, you've been down there, this is an ag road where the tractors and trailers are off the road road and the field all the time so the road is literally covered in in dry and wet dirt clods yeah. i mean literally right and but you yeah. hardly feel them at 110 yeah, well, yeah. Going sideways. well i think we were all we were all up around 100 on that first straightaway when you come off the freeway and then yeah you start coming to that big sweeping turn and you're like anyway that's where your balls as usual were bigger than mine i backed off and you didn't so the hats off to you uh, going that fast around that turn, but yeah. So I come, we come around, and I'm like, all right, I'm backing off. This is nuts. Because the next thing you know, there's like farm worker cars on the side of the road, and and uh, so I start to just chill a little bit. Next thing I know, past me comes Mike on his cruiser. <laughs> Dude, had him been doing like a oh, he was on his cruiser. Dude, it was insane. oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. He yeah. was like, didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's great. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's got no fairings and nothing. Yeah. And he is so hauling. I keep it I keep it lit up <laughs> through the next turn and then I I see a light way behind me but I I keep it lit up all the way up to the freeway no, you entrance were moving. You were where I slow down like to do the, oh no I'm gonna have to pull over to the side and wait wonder if I'll have time to take off oh shit here's Mike I'm like what the fuck what, how, how you did... doing <laughs> <laughs> how you doing going a little fast there huh I'm like wow that was and funny. then and then Jim and Jonathan who I don't think Jonathan knew what the hell was going on no, I guarantee he was shitting bricks and he, I think he was he like, was on his beamer no, not John Dalton. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan on his, yeah, on his FZ. Jonathan Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we had a nice ride down there, met everyone for breakfast, went down there. Um, so, 
for those who don't know, the Quail Lodge Motorcycle Gathering is at a golf resort in Carmel. <laughs> so it's on, um, it's actually the driving range in front of the clubhouse. So it's yeah. a lawn. It's in the valley, they, yeah, a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's mid-valley. Yeah. yeah. And they valley Road. set up, yeah. um, it's vendor tents around the perimeter, and then there's... Like a, I don't know, 180 bikes, maybe. Oh yeah, should be 300 bikes. Yeah, it was a mini. Um, bikes on display on the lawn, and we're talking, we're talking classic, we're talking custom, vintage, uh, modern, new bikes. Honda had a whole display. They had all the rebels there, mm-hmm. the new rebels. Oh, they're actually um, vendor booths and shit up two there. Two race bikes. Um, yeah, like it's a huge variety. Oh, cool. It really, it's is, huge, yeah. and um. Gosh, God, so much to see. I never saw all the bikes. Mm-hmm. I never saw all the bikes because there was so many people. Who It's the who's who of motorcycling. And so many people who've been guests here on our podcast from Craig yeah. Vetter, well, Mert Law, and then like Deborah Chin from MotoChic and well, it's Carl Reese, the uh, world record setter, saw him there. Right, nice. Of people in our area. You know, it's like it's, a, it's like you run into so many old friends. Man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so that, and it goes to show how many who's who people Rob are Talbot, in our area. Rob yeah. Talbot, was there. Just so many people. But we also had uh, King Kenny was there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm always reminded when I go to that or any other event, of how big the motorcycle industry is, but how small and intimate it is. Yeah. You know, there's it, it, it's a giant industry. There's thousands of players. But when you get down to the key guys, is a handful, and the same faces keep popping up. It's a very, very close-knit community. And I think a lot of those guys, those old-timers, they like this event. Like Mert Lowell, oh, yeah. I don't think he does many other no, events. No, this is the only event he goes yeah, to. Yeah, so you got right. him and Corbin and Vetter, who's... You know, yeah. and, and we anno- we annoy them all. Yes. <laughs> We, um, don't, we don't discriminate. And like Wayne Rainey, who yes. I talked to there. Um, which well, was, he couldn't get away from he you. Couldn't, he was rolling towards me. I just stood in front of him. <laughs> I'll be honest. You're, rock Fuck that. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> for, for people you who don't know, is because of his big accident, Wayne, yeah. Wayne is in a wheelchair. Yeah, now, did you course, stick like a, a stick between his spokes? You're like, you're not going anywhere. No, he was on grass and he hadn't fitted the off road tires. <laughs> so he was moving kind of slow and yeah. you know Liza just but the thing she hunted him down the thing that I love <laughs> about this event unlike many others is that the bikes are not behind ropes or anything no nope. yeah. and a lot of the people who owned them restored them raced them uh, are nearby right yeah. you know cool. built them um, to talk about it and yeah and we we left fingerprints on some of the show oh, winners yeah I know yeah. I saw I think I saw Mike like <laughs> sitting on the bike <laughs> no he was no. sitting on a bike what? <laughs> Speaking of which, was uh, Mr. Reeves there today? Uh, no, 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 he was not. He, he was he was filming in another part of the world okay. because yeah. you know I was I looking checked. forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other nice um, thing is it's not uh, right. it's not mobbed with people. You know, you you can get around, you can see everything easily. Everybody's in a chill mood. So yeah, so Real not nice only event. are the bikes there, but um, these legends <clears throat> are all there and approachable. Right you can just go up and talk to them mm-hmm. and it's a true like 
it's just a biker place <laughs> at one point and they have this wonderful meal it's a catered event yeah eating on china with linen and silverware i didn't like it it was fried uh, chicken i did it was yeah, no i did I, it was chicken components can you please pass the jelly yeah yeah no it, it was, was very good but um we had all kind of split off and we're off by ourselves and i hadn't seen jim for a while <laughs> and i, I go walking across the lawn and i hey hey liza and i look over and it's jim sitting with three very well put together women uh-huh. at a table. I'm like, oh, hey, Jim. I'm not surprised to find you. They were very, they were very, one, very lovely, lovely women. Very nice yeah. people. Yeah, and their husbands are the organizers of the event. Oh, no. Of course, Jim found that. Hey, I, also, I wanted to point out that at the Quail, we ran into a bunch of listeners there. So I wanted to give a shout out to Kristen and Nathan, who rode their Vespas from Fresno. Oh, wow. Fuck. <laughs> Big <Bagel laughs> Damn. Nathan blamed you because he wrote, wrote he has a bike on the then, goddamn freeway. And then, uh, Kristen got a scooter, and so he got a scooter too. And yeah. he's like, "Goddamn bagel!" <laughs> now I had to get a scooter too. Nice. How do you like that bagel? You're an enabler. Wow. So, yeah, they, I like them. I like they were super I, nice though. I like it a lot. I got a scooter. <laughs> they were super chill. Yeah. They were really cool. And then Sam and yeah, shout uh, out to Sam and Paul. Yeah. So yes. yeah, we had a lot of people there. It was really fun hanging out with them. That was cool. And it's it's so neat. Because people come up to me and, you're Emma. I'm like, yeah? Oh, I love the podcast. Goes, Thank you. You're Emma. And your motosexual Who's shirt. asking, where's your attorney? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even there. Yeah. You can't, can't prove it. You can't prove it. And let's see, but the bikes there, I mean, they're... There was everything. All over the place. Everything. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of Kenny's race bikes were there. Kenny's race bikes were there from the hump. I mean... We'll deal with the race bikes in a minute, but from the humblest under 100cc bike, just super bikes. Oh, some bikes that Emma has yeah. restored were there. Yeah, I got, I think, four of my bikes were there. Yeah. Right. Um, what were they? Um, I had a 70 Norton Commando. Uh-huh. And that, w- that was kind of pertinent because the it was celebrating 50 years of the Norton Commando. Yeah. And this was all with the Jameson, Jameson Museum. Yeah. So um, the 70 Commando was there. I did a little yellow CT90 for him. Oh, cool. Which was I just that. a that cute awesome. little bike. What year was that one? 74. 74, okay. Um, and then there was a sax. Which was 125 dirt oh, bike cool. that I'd worked on for him. Um, gosh, I don't even remember the last one. Uh, oh, one of the Kawasaki two-stroke triples. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. Very cool. So, you know, I got four bikes there. Um, it's, it's, cool. a, it's a great venue, and it's year 10. Yeah. Mm. And it shows no signs of slowing down. I think, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about um, the Clubman show. Mm-hmm. And how it was the last one. It was a shame. You know, I was talking with one of the organizers just before we left at the Quail, and he said, you know, this is, it's going great, and it looks, it looks pretty solid. The numbers were down this year, but I think a lot of that was just the weather. Yeah. Mm. It yeah. was. Was it horribly cold. down? I mean, did they, did they No, 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 no. Just, You're not okay. talking major down. Yeah. yeah. But the, the day of the show is only part of the event. And I'm oh, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking big time next year about, so the day before, um, you can, you know, another ticket you can buy, so to speak, is they do a lead ride through Carmel Valley. Oh, wow. Mm. That uh, CHP led, apparently, and yet quite spirited. Hmm. Um, and I think, <laughs> yeah, they stopped at Talbot. 
Rabbits Museum, I think, was one of the stops. And oh, they nice. do that kind of stuff. Then I think they have a dinner. Um, but after you do the, the ride through Carmel Valley, you get to come back to Laguna and do like three laps on Laguna right. Seca. Oh. And I'm like, well, well, the, the experience rad. would be cool, but I think just the camaraderie of all the people at the event would also be a really fun well, what thing it, to do. Well, what it's becoming more like, you know, for those of us who live in Monterey and have spent many, many years in around pebble beach concourse the car thing yeah we have like car week in monterey mm-hmm. and for a week before pebble beach pebble beach is the finale yeah but all that week there's cars there's runs there's <coughs> events and you know this thing is becoming like this for motorbikes you know all my friends <coughs> from the museum because they come from all over the country they descend <coughs> on this hotel yeah probably wednesday or thursday yeah and then they're all doing their own rides um, mm. And this year I had to work, but next year I'll I'll be doing some rides with them. Cool. Sweet. And um and yeah, like Surge from uh, City Bike was there, right. and cool. Al- Alex with Break Free Tech. Yes, Alex was, was there. Yeah. there. Oh, cool. And, Excellent. Oh, bless his little heart. He was working it. He was walking right around with a helmet, nice, and business cards, and just shaking the helmet, Very showing cool. people. And he was just going up to Dude, groups. Oh, good. I, I and hope. It to him. I hope that they can get to that uh, their their goal for the extended battery. They so they reached their extended goal of. 100,000 yes. and they released the Stormtrooper version. Yep. yep. And now they're nice. going for the next goal. 150 uh, for the the bigger battery. Yeah, for the bigger battery. And you know, and and again holding that in my hand there, I I was reminded how really thin and lightweight it actually is. Yeah. It's not as bulky, you know, as I was When thinking. I saw it again, because you know, I supported these these guys as soon as they did the the mm-hmm. the fun, you know, I I basically bought one. Well, we both did, didn't we? Like mm-hmm. we bought yep. one eighteen months before we knew we'd um, receive it. Yeah. And you know, you you get excited about this thing and you buy it and you think, oh crap, what have I done? But when I <laughs> saw it again, I'm like, oh god, I can't wait. Isn't it cool? Like, Alex, when am I getting it? And he's going, hey, you got another <laughs> yeah. year to wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but strangely enough, at the shop this week, I did something similar from a guy he brought in a helmet which had got a kind of brake light on the back mm-hmm. and there was a transponder that you put in the battery and it worked off the brake light so right. when you hit the brake light a uh, thing came on the helmet mm-hmm. but you know it wasn't anywhere near as good yeah wow. um, anywhere near as good Jim as can you give free. us a rundown of what the winning bikes are because there are so many amazing yeah, bikes it, it kind of shows the breadth of the thing but uh, best in show um, and it also won uh, whoops, <clears throat> uh, best in uh, I thought Bosley was snoring. (laughs) Or is there a possum coming out? No, not a possum. (laughs) Anyway, uh, best in show is John Goldman's 57 Mondial 250 Grand Prix race. Mondial. 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 Wow. Mondial. Mondial. That's how we say it here in North Carolina. (laughs) And uh, from the modified custom class, you had uh, Brian Thompson and his 58 Triumph Tiger. Right. And Richard Mitchell with his 68 BSA Thunderbolt. And both Mm -hmm. of those Mm -hmm. bikes. Oh, dear God. the, The finish on those things it mm. was just the thing i'm i'm enjoying so much about custom bikes now is the new finish these these guys are putting on them mm. see back in the day all we do is throw some chrome on flake paint job you're done now but now <laughs> there's copper plating on them there's mm. brass plating there's yeah. like steamboat these things <clears throat> are amazing nice and beautifully done absolutely perfectly finished so we also had in the design and style Hugo Eccles with United Cycles, his Supernaturale, yeah, 75 those Moto are cool. Guzzi 850T. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then hometown favorite, Hoffman, with his uh, in the American category with his 37 Indian uh, Chief. Col- color? 
Color. Yeah, yeah color. Yep. And we were talking to him for a bit, and he bought that bike and has been working on it for years. Right. So he he yeah. just yeah. finished it the day before. Oh, and man. Sure. he was a little heartbroken because, I mean, this thing is really well done. The nickel plating and everything. <laughs> but just in the process of trailering it down, oh, no. some paint had flaked oh, off no. of like the handlebars oh, stuff. And to no. give you an idea of what you're up against with these And the judges are pointing out yeah, every exactly. little... You know, oh. I've been dealing with these judges yeah. for, for years. Oh. I know them all. Oh, look at that chip on the handlebar. Oh, Ten points off. The we're talking yeah. like <laughs> freckle-sized little imperfections. But sure. I gave him mm. a top tip. Yeah. And I said... Whenever you do a show, a black Sharpie is your yes, friend. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you take a chip out of black paint. There's a lot of black paint on motorcycles. Hmm. You just Sharpie it in. But that was a great looking bike. It's two-tone blue. Job. I think he said it was Cherokee blue and Navajo blue. And he's a member of the SFMC. Yeah, he's he a, indeed. Uh, one of our friends. He's the same guy who rode, like, uh, is, it's either an Indian or yeah, really yeah, old yeah, right. yeah, to yeah, Death yeah. Valley and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he's an extremely good sport. He took our quiz. Yeah. Yep. And then, just to finish it off, uh, the Significance in Racing Award went to Virgil and his Britain oh, V1000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, there was oh, a yeah, V1000 yeah. there. No, so, yeah, this is um, down at the Solvang Museum. This yes. is the one when uh, we went down there, Virgil gave us a little tour, and this was the number 10 of 10 right. bike, yeah. and it had never been raced. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like so the this only is, one, right? Yeah, the V1000. That's the Virgil. only one in the States or in California? Uh, Probably in uh, California. Well, it's the, the only, only one, one of the 10 raced. that was never raced. Was never oh, okay. Raced, yeah. Yeah. And Killer. this, and the Britain is the bike that has been deemed the most butt-worthy yep. of all bikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had a virgin one sitting right there. I defy wow. anyone Fuck. to see, hear, experience a Britain. It without having your breath taken away. It's that kind of bike. The moment you see it, you know, Christ almighty, this is a special yeah. bike. Dude made it in his backyard and he beat factory teams with it. Yeah. It's oh, no, bananas. I mean, to cast the engine cases, yeah. he dug holes in his front yard to pour the molten <laughs> wow. aluminum. That's the guy cool. was a lunatic. It was a great <laughs> show. We all had a great time. Um, for those who want to attend, wear many layers is my advice. Because last um, year it was hot. And yeah. save up your money because it is spendy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not cheap. Yeah, what was the admission? Yeah, seventy-five. Um, if, well, if you wait till the last minute, well, seventy-five, ninety at the door. But what? there were oh, opportunities shit. to buy it cheaper what? beforehand. I'm but, glad I went um, on a ride instead. But what you're getting to is I was is, making money yesterday. No, but, y'all. <laughs> but what, what you're getting is access to all right, these sure. people. Nice. And yeah, it's well worth the money. That's why I didn't see that many bikes because I was just doing laps, seeing friends yeah, and see so guests, people. and new, meeting new people, doing really cool things, and networking. So. That was really cool. Like I, I introduced Alex, who was showing his break free to Surge from City Bike, uh, and to to Nick from the AMA. <gasps> And well, then I introduced Carl Reese to Craig Vetter, you know, because they both have electric cars. And mm-hmm. I, I'm talking to Glenn from Clearwater Lights, those really bright mm-hmm. LED lights. And, oh, yeah. and next thing you know, he's bringing up Carl Reese. Like, right. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I know. It's, it was a really cool. I love it. So it's a fun event. you're getting access to all these people and the builders and, and, and you're getting the stories. And, you know, there's no experience quite like it. It was really born out of the legend of the motorcycle, which was um, done at the Ritz-Carlton up in mm-hmm. Half Moon Bay, mm. way uh, back in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. and, and that was a really that, swanky event. That oh, yeah. came out of the art of the motorcycle right. Guggenheim exhibit. Yep. Exactly. So this is... So you can draw a line yeah. going back 20 years for this, it, and it, it's a great event, it is spendy, it's... 
can be a little exclusive, but it's it's fun. You mean and it's, it's filled a, with snobs? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> was Jay Leno there? No, no not this year. Yeah, it's a good bike. Yeah, yeah it's a good bike. Yeah, it was good. But if they're listening, if, if, if they're listening, add some racing. That would be kind of fun. Well, speaking of racing, Jim. Yes. Because there were a lot of, you know, there were champions there. There were. Inclu- including uh, uh, Yuri Berrigan. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, everybody gets their start somewhere. Yes. And we're going to talk about that next. But first, well, you know what, Nock, why don't you introduce what we're talking about, and I'm going to bring uh, our guest on the phone. Yeah, so um, last week I went to <coughs> the AFM uh, races in uh, Sears Point. So this is my friend Erin Veneziano, her first time racing. And uh, she raced with an organization called AFM, nice. and she was on a... Uh, well, let, I'll, I'll let her explain it. Yeah, I was uh, racing with this Feel Like a Pro crew, mm-hmm. and they bring out race-prepared 300cc Ninja, uh, Kawasaki Ninjas. And basically, you show up at the track. Um, it's kind of awkward. You show up with all of your gear, and they have all the bikes prepared, and you go out and you race. Cool. And uh, it's a, a rather surreal experience because... I don't know if you guys have ever been at track, but you prepare your bike, you load it in your truck. There's a ritual around the, the Tetris of packing. Yeah. Um, before you even get there, right? You safety wire your bike, you make sure there's oil, uh, you do your tire check. Um, but with Feel Like a Pro, you, you show up and you just race. The bike's there, you jump on, and you're ready to go. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool organization. So what does it take if somebody wants to get into racing on an amateur level? What does it take? What's the cost and what steps do you have to go through? Oh, geez. I'd say the the number one cost, and that's mentally, physically, and through your wallet, is the desire, right? So um, for years, like I grew up in a family that rode motorcycles. I'm around people that ride motorcycles, but... Primarily, you really have to want to do it, and that means wanting to invest. And so for the last couple of years, um, I've been meeting out what it means or what it means to me to be able to dedicate my time, my money, and my effort towards racing, right? And so this year, I made the decision that I would solve my street bike, I would invest in dirt bikes to learn um, more about not having traction and just to get some experience and fun um, in order to make that happen. And I made the decision to rent motorcycles uh, with an organization, Feel Like a Pro, otherwise known as Flappy Bikes, uh, to be able to do so, which, you know, it's, it's a compromise. All around it's a compromise. And it's saying, although I have the experience of wherewithal to race or to ride bigger bikes, it means learning on a smaller bike to do something really, really well. And uh, so I, I, I'd say there's, there's a huge compromise, right? One, you have to check your ego. Two, you have to check your wallet. And three, you really need the support system to be able to make it happen. Yeah. So have you, have you drank the Kool-Aid, Aaron? Are you just like, so did this satisfy and you're like, good, I'm cool now? Or do you just have to do more and more of it? Oh, holy crap. I am, I am knee deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm so invested in it. After the first race, once you get the taste of 
um, at, the, at the starting line, you know, hearing the bikes at 10,000, 12,000 RPMs, and it's just a matter of trusting everyone around you and going. Um, it, it's totally addictive. It's incredibly satisfying. And there's a whole different mentality of we're here to race and we're here to be competitive, but we're here to be a family. It's totally different from anything I've ever done before. And every second of it, uh, the, the adrenaline, you can't even measure. It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get away from it. And I hope my wife isn't listening because <laughs> there goes so, so do you, do you think you'll do, like, more and more competitive racing and maybe, I don't know, sky's the limit? What are you thinking? Oh, heck, yeah. I mean, um, okay, so I've only done one race. So there's the caveat there. I've, I've only had a taste of it, but... Um, a lot of my friends are in the community. A lot of people I know are in the community. You know, yourself, Jim, Liza, Nah, yeah. um, people that I know. Uh, and, and I can name off a, more than a dozen folks over at the track. And everybody's there to compete. Yeah. And I come from a background of competition. You know, yeah. I, w- I went to school on a, on a scholarship to compete in sports. Um, it's something that in my life I feel is very important, and now that I'm in it, and there's nothing like motorsports to get you excited. There's yeah. nothing better uh, than competing against yourself and the machine and then your friends. So it, it's really addicting. So I used to hang out, uh, this is about... 10 years ago, 12 years ago. It's been a while. But some of my good friends were racing in the AFM, and so I started going along with them, kind of like what Nock is doing with you, and just helping out in the pits. But something that um, I really, really loved was the community. Um, Everyone kind of had chairs and and coolers of of food, and they all kind of helped each other out and hung out together. And once you got to know people, it was just going and hanging out and it was just like it was a huge community like a big family is that is that still how it is oh absolutely um but when you're in the asm it's not just a community of friends and people you hang out with it's people that you trust your life with and even the people that come visit you in the pits that aren't racing are contributing to your health your safety your your knowledge about the sport like yeah. there's, there's so much there's a greater gravity to what they add to the situation and the uh, uh the feeling that you get when you know uh, two dozen of your friends come to the racetrack on a random sunday and they they're there for that day for you um it's not just about the sport but it's about your health and it's about the love of life yeah. it's so much different yeah. But a lot of people um, I don't realize that this is going on and that as a spectator, it's every, there's so much more access to everything. And that's what I loved, going and watching the races because you're getting the same crashes and, and, and passes <laughs> and fun. Well, the noise, the feel. The t- smell of two-stroke. <laughs> and but yeah, then when you get those dinos out there passing you. It's like ah. Oh, <laughs> so how 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 did you do, Aaron? How did you fare against? Uh, how'd you fare out there? Consider your very you first, know, um, you know, official race, so to speak. Uh, the second race, I came in third in the novice AFM race. Nice, then, congratulations. Uh, 
Yeah, thank you. I've been I have I have an official AFM trophy to my name, which is fantastic. Woo-hoo. Um, That's cool. And then the really rest cool. of the races on Sunday when the big boys came out, um, I ended up in the topper top third of the class, which uh, for the three hundred super sport uh, is a really competitive race. Oh, right? yeah. sure. You yeah. have um, a ton of folks that come out. It's probably the most uh, monetarily accessible mm-hmm. race. And so you have a really deep field of people uh, with, with varying levels of skill and uh, equipment. Um, it, it tends to be really exciting. So I think on Sunday I've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the first few times you, you get off the starting line, um, it's chaos. Yeah. Right? Getting that uh, whole shot. It's, it's oh, the starts trying. are chaos oh, anyway, right? <laughs> There's nothing like that. Going to a turn, um, the first turn with 30 bikes, all trying their hardest. Right. I think we've all had that experience of going out into the twisties with our friends and there's some healthy competition. But going into that first and second turn at Sonoma Raceway, like a world famous raceway Mm -hmm. with 30 people just itching and pushing as hard as they can. uh, There's there's no feeling like that in the world. Yeah. So, like, just to get started here, you had to take the new racers racer school and that is generally the Mm -hmm. first step. Right. Uh, you basically, what happens at the new racer school exactly? Yeah, so the NRS is held um, a few times a year. Yeah. And a lot of it ends up being in the classroom. Yeah. Right? It's a club, but for club racing, there there's a lot of information that needs to be uh, reinforced and learned. And, um, you know, motorcycles are not about just the fun, but the safety of it. Yeah. And the new racer school is very, very uh, serious about the safety of the sport. And so uh, they, they steward you through how you should mentally prepare and what you should expect. And then they take you out in the race course and they, they educate you about um, what, what your manners should be. Yeah. Really, um, and how you should uh, prepare and expect what what's going to happen. Yeah. So the new racers school is very much a full day of um, try to be cognizant about your habits. Yeah. And how you can contribute to the sport as a whole. Yeah. So when do they actually when do they actually issue you a racing license? Do you, do you have a time run or what happens exactly? <laughs> yeah, you can't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. Uh, there are multiple steps throughout the day where they assess your skill yeah. and um, they check in with you yeah. all the time, right? So uh, the first half of the morning, um, you end up doing a lot of classroom, right? So you go in and there's lecture, there's conversation, uh, a lot of engagement with people that have been in the sport for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So they're individually assessing your ability to be on track with them. If they don't trust you on track, they're not going to take you out there. And right. Once they're confident, then you're not going to be a jackhole. Yeah. And you're actually listening to what they're saying. Uh, you do a couple laps with them, and they, you know, at first you follow them, then they follow you, and they're generally one or two people in your group, and um, they assess how you do. Yeah. And they'll they'll take time laps. And then they'll say, okay, well, 
how are your track manners? Are you aware? Are you scared of other people? And they basically make an assessment of, are you safe? Yeah. Right? Because I think all of us have had that experience where we go riding in the hills. Like, do I want to ride with that guy? Right. You know, we, we all do this all the time. Like, is this somebody that I trust mm-hmm. when I'm on the road? And they're doing it in a very uh, highly competent space. Yeah. So if they don't trust you out there on the track, they're not going to let you out there. I, I was going to say something I um, discovered with a lot of the people who were, had been racing for a while, that they stopped riding on the street. Mm-hmm. because they didn't feel comfortable with the risk taking on the street. Once you're used to the track and you get used to knowing that there isn't a manhole cover or a pedestrian or a dead possum in the road, that it, it's hard to go back to the street. Um, now, you're just one race in, but have you discovered that at all yet? Yeah, you know, I've been riding since I was a kid, and the only dangerous situations I've had uh, mind you, I've ridden all over the world, tons of time in Asia. The only accidents I've ever had were on the streets here in San Francisco. And that's yeah. when somebody ran a stop sign or ran a red light. Yeah, uh, Things where you can mitigate risk, but you can't completely erase it. Yeah. And so uh, one of the compromises I made with my wife is, hey, the track, you know what? There are no cars in the track. Everything's mm-hmm. going the same direction. Um you know, there, there's runoff. I wear uh, an airbag vest. There oh, cool. are so many more things I feel like I can control. Yeah. Um, not being in San Francisco where everybody is fighting for an inch of asphalt. And yeah. while, while talking on their that, phone, cell phones, holding a latte. And updating Facebook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the compromise is... Um, I'm going to do more track and race than being subject to whatever happens here in the city. Yeah. So that's just where I am with my riding personally. Um, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just uh, what I want to do if I want to be highly competitive, it's safer on the track. Yeah. Right. Well, I highly encourage anybody um, who's interested in seeing racing which, by the way, how much does it cost for a uh, for somebody to go watch the racing at AFM? Oh, just to watch? It's, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. that's two days, yeah. too. Yeah, It's a full weekend, and you get to watch some of the most talented folks. Uh, they do have professionals that come out for the, the 600 Pacific races. Um, it, it's, it's one thing to see the speed on a chart and to read it in the paper, but to experience that and to see people scrapping it up at triple digits, it's, uh, it, it's unbelievable. It's 15 bucks. And wow. not just that, Bagel, they have scooter races, don't they? Yes, they do. I uh, mean, not not in the <laughs> same... Like, Aaron, AFM doesn't have scooters, right? Uh, not at no. the time. But, but there, there are organizations that have... Um, uh, they have sidecars, there are scooters, there, there are different organizations to go out there and do a bunch of different things. Yep, the uh, American Scooter Racing Association has uh, has uh, at least uh, at least a couple classes I believe for scooters and they've uh, basically ra- race at go-kart tracks around around the country. 
So, yeah, I want to encourage our listeners, go out there and support amateur racing. It's happening all over the place. Every track, almost every track has it. Um, It's a fun time, and it's a great community. And if you go enough or you have somebody racing and you're accepted into that community, I love just being there and helping out. And uh, it's just so much fun. But I'm so glad you're doing it. I have to come out and see one of your races now. Yeah, come on out. I I would say for a lot of the listeners, when they they think about big track racing, there's so much more opportunity with supermoto or mini moto, um, really low cost entry level uh, ways to get on the track and to have a, a dose of that competition. You know, here in California, we have a great opportunity with Stockton 99. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We, we have tons of cart tracks out here, and that lowers the price of entry just to get out there and really work on your skills um, in, in a very healthy, safe environment. Yeah. Nice. So when's your next race? <laughs> I'm hoping the end of May. Okay. I'll try to stay sober the whole time. <laughs> oh, I saw the picture of Knock passed out in the car. <laughs> you started drinking at 11.30, man. You got to give me a break. Well, again, they're, they're events, right? Yeah. So you go out for a weekend, you enjoy the sun, uh, the camaraderie. Yeah. Like you go out of the track and you know like 50 people. You just walk from pit to pit. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, such a healthy environment. And there was uh, supermoto races going on at the same time, weren't there? Yeah. 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 Hmm. But, um, yeah, I just want to say I was very, very proud of you, man. And and it's it's cool to see you uh, pre, uh, uh, post, and during the race, you know? It's hmm. like how your demeanor changed and everything. It's just, it was She got it was meaner, great. you said? The demeanor. <laughs> she probably got meaner, I'm just That's saying. Serious. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You go out there and you scrap it up with your friends. And like, yeah. in, in concept, they're still your friends, but they're your first uh, first enemies. Yeah, right, right exactly. And uh, <laughs> Rivals, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Rivals, yeah. Well, you, your racing is incredibly mentally and physically exhausting. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at the race and you say, oh, it's only six laps, but six laps of everything you have yeah right. it's pretty brutal um uh it, it's incredibly demanding and i would i would encourage all the listeners just to go out there and um just just try some cart tracks try some mini moto try some super moto try some dirt like there's nothing better than competition uh to get you thinking about your skills and how much better you can get. Yeah, you can actually put a number to how well you do, you know, which is cool. Yep. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you for calling in and sharing. We're yeah, thanks we're, for we're, we're proud of you. And for for our listeners who didn't realize, Aaron's been on our podcast before. Yep. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is like our third time on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and she was on for the one show. Yeah, we she was there with that there. crazy lego motorcycle yeah the bolt together ducati which is bad i still you still need to get yeah. one of those donated to the garage we're going to do a time lapse and we're going to build it in a day nice. <laughs> yeah knox said he'll find the ducati motor i love to work with you guys to do that you're That's awesome competitive i think this is my sixth time on the podcast i'm i'm not <laughs> trying to be competitive but i think I'm definitely uh 
is requiring two hands to count at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been on the podcast when you weren't drunk? Oh, God, that's a hard <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I'm kind of drunk now, which is what you want to be, actually. Well lubricated. I, <laughs> but she might get a Christmas get party award. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I just hope all of your listeners out there know that it's accessible if they want to do it. Like, yeah. There's a way to get on track and a way to get competitive, and it's, it's, it's there for them. And the community is immensely supportive, and I, I hope they just put their, their foot forward and they say, I want to do it. And there will be people there to help them make it happen. Yeah. Nice. Totally. Cool. cool. Well, congratulations on your first race, and we'll continue to follow you. Thank you. I hope I, I earned a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. There's a lot of horrible things you got to do to earn a T-shirt. <laughs> I had yeah. to do it. All right. <laughs> I'll do the, uh, the, the milk crate racing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Racing. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk right. to you soon. Right, take it easy, Aaron. Thanks, Bye, Aaron. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Super I think awesome. so. Very cool. And, you know, and she just goes to show even a girl can do it. Oh, okay. shit. Well. Wow. <laughs> hey, so it's time for some listener emails. Well, well, well. Who's got an email to read? We've all got an email. <laughs> all right. like to start? I think we should get. You, you said it. We all got an email, but no one gave one to me. Well, you don't. Do you want one? No. Oh, no. Damn it. Take this long one. <laughs> no. Here, you take You're better it. at paraphrasing Thanks than I am. No, right, I'll read that whole thing. No, I have given. I think we should give a guess. Oh, I think. I think. Um, let's let's let Ian go first. Yeah, Ian. He's got that awesome voice. What do you got? I'm so jealous. Well, I'm I'm happy to get my my cherry tested here so we have an email here from uh, from steve from houston <laughs> hi, hi steve. steve hi steve hi steve i think i may have been listening too long on the way to work in my cage boo while listening to sports radio <laughs> well really that's the end of that email i made up for it um they were interviewing this basketball guy and the interviewer says one more question before you go and i immediately Immediately yelled out, "Once you're off the butt bike, yes, <laughs> yes." Awesome. Fortunately, windows were up, and I don't carpool, so no explanation was necessary. Okay, keep doing what you're doing, Steve. That's hilarious. Nice. Awesome. You know, thank nice. you, Steve. Nice. I love it. <laughs> um, but he didn't say what his up the butt bike was. Mm. Oh, let us know, Steve. Yeah, we need to know back. this. So I got one from Rowdy Rhymer. Hey, Rowdy. Rowdy. Hey. So um, he's got a Sportster, and it's a little bit loud. He's got some, uh, ah. yeah, some loud That's pipes on it. That's a common problem. And he mm. got tired of setting off car alarms. I personally <laughs> never grew tired of that, but yeah. Um, so we went and bought some stock mufflers off of uh, Craigslist for 20 bucks. Nice. <laughs> Threw them on his, it's an 88 Sportster. Okay. And... Um, it's a lot quieter. sounds better. Mm-hmm. Except he has a problem. Uh-huh. Um, in doing so, he had to do a little bit of welding to put them on. Um, and it looks a little bit janky. Not the best weld. But, you know, it's working. Um, the problem, however, is when he makes sharp turns. Hmm. It's dragging on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says that when I take my favorite hard right turn on my way to work, the lower muffler scrapes Lean the pavement. Lean off the bike. <laughs> now, he says, I can't raise the mufflers up 
much more without blocking access to loosen the rear axle for chain adjustments. The mufflers mm. are already almost touching, so I can't really move the lower muffler up independently of the top muffler. I might can do a more traditional positioning of the mufflers with the front cylinder muffler under the engine, but that would require a more extensive mounting bracket. Um, and he says it's not necessarily it's not that it's not an option um, if he wanted to still use a crossover he could do that yeah. um, and do it under the carb um, but you know I he keeps do running into the all these problems so you know he, he says do you have any suggestions what are the pros and cons of a 2 and a 1 versus an H pipe crossover with two mufflers and do any of you have any experience building a muffler I've considered building one with a geometry that would minimize the chance of exhaust scraping also buying an aftermarket solution in this problem just isn't an option mm. so yeah. he's got the the, the two pipes to two and a two and it goes down under his uh, he's got a saddlebag right and so yeah you get it you, you get problem with access to the axle the, nut but if it's a slip on you wouldn't you'd have to take it well eventually if you keep scraping you're not going to scrape anymore right just grind down and you'll yeah. find a point where you don't the, go anywhere yeah except then the pipes get really loud I've got, again. I mean I've got a couple <laughs> of solutions for Audi Can, um, the, f the first one is he didn't mention how far out his mufflers are mm. if he can push them back into the wheel maybe an inch right that's certainly going to help with the clearance problem right but um let's have a look at this picture um, I, I looked me, at it you know, briefly i'll tell you the obvious solution to me is is it a lowered bike like can you not just raise it because that's an 88 what are the chances that's an old shock in there <laughs> he could oh, but well, you know um well. yeah if you had an inch over, an inch taller shock, how much is that going to Oh, it's, it's going to affect it hugely. Oh, is yeah. it? But um, I'm looking at this setup. You know what, Rowdy? Just take the easy way out. Cut the front down pipe. Put the muffler under the engine case. Traditional setup. Hmm. And then all your problems are over. And it's going to sound fundamentally the same. Um, and I, I kind of like sportsters that look like that. With a, one muffler in front of the other, it's a real traditional setup for that, yep. and, and no crossover. You can run them with a crossover. They're marginally quieter with a crossover, but mm -hmm. no crossover. You're going to get that nice sort of potato, potato idle on it. Right. It's going to sound really good. But yeah, I mean, no money required. Flip the bottom bracket back to front so it points forward. Cut the downpipe, and just run the the front muffler under the engine case. And I think all your problems are going to be over. Did he say uh, he welded some of that stuff himself? Or? Yeah, yeah, so he okay. can weld. Yeah, he'll, okay. be, he'll be fine. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, there you go. I still say raise it up, but, you know. My solution to everything as a tall person is make it taller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, that's yeah. it. But, you know, there's something Works. about sitting on a low sports. I like low, mm. low bikes. Mm. Although, I, I like not scraping things. When yeah, well, you know. Although one thing I was wondering, though, is if, if it's a stock exhaust, why was any welding needed? Yeah, I think it's an amalgamation. Uh, of, different year. Yeah, different year. Maybe not stock and, for that you know, bike. It may just be the pipes and not the headers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he's got mm -hmm. an aftermarket header. Oh, uh, okay. And then he's got stock mufflers okay, on gotcha. it. Maybe so. they're on backwards. 
<laughs> could be. They could get some Termagnoni high pipes. Yeah. 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 Go for uh, that would be the one. Yeah. Um, I think he, he might have put them on inside out as well. <laughs> which is, co- which is a common muffins. problem when you're uh, when you're fitting muffins. Yes. The engine runs. He's got, a, he's got a one into two. No. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, Matt. You got one for us? I Can do you have read one. it in your whiny voice? In my whiny <laughs> voice. Thank you very much. Oh, he's so nice. You're such a dick to our guests, Slicer. They'll never come back. My experience wouldn't be complete without getting harassed by Liza here. All right, so this email's from William Garton. It doesn't bike have a soul. Billy. Oh, right. Billy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just finished listening to podcast number 195 and had a thought on this question. A bike, or any machine, doesn't have a soul, but seems to, because while it's the sum of its parts, it's also the sum of its tolerances. Sometimes Mm. tolerances stack up to make a machine tighter than average, and sometimes stack up to make another looser than average. True. All affecting how a machine feels in actual use. Very true. <laughs> I also very much agree that some of this is rider-induced. Anyway, very just true. Thought. <laughs> yep. yeah. 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 Something yeah. to Tolerance. think about. Yamahas and Hondas and Japanese inline fours get accused of being soulless, quote unquote. It's because you're not flogging it past six grand, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you ride that shit around town, it's boring as fuck. I, right. I don't that's know right. if I agree. I mean, next thing you can say that the magic smoke does isn't real. <laughs> it's a very much a real thing. Yes, okay. yes, I've let it out several times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim, what do you got there? Let's see. I've got um, one from Kenneth. Shout out to Kenneth. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, he's uh, from Kenny. Back- Kenny. Ken. <laughs> the weekend of Kenny. Anyway, hello, Miss Fitz. I'm hello. still writing every day and listening to your podcast every Monday. Hey. I just went to Deals Gap this past weekend. Yes. Nice. Rad. We trailered from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. It's so funny when people trailer their bike to do rides. I mean, it's a long way. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So trailered uh, <laughs> from Muscle Shoals, Alabama to a Holiday Inn. Party with some uh, midgets, made some porn about an hour away from the gap. <laughs> Is this true? <laughs> no. Where can I find these videos? <laughs> so um, uh, we rode Tail of the Dragon in the Skyway to up over 4,000 feet. Nice. Until his friends, well, then his friend's katana broke down from oh. a broken throttle cable. Oh. So they coasted back down to rest stop, used some biker ingenuity to get the bike back up and running by zip tying the cable to the throttle. Yes. Nice. Turned around, went back down. That's hit. some redneck ingenuity. Right there. Well, I mean, you're, you're in North Carolina, you know, do like the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hit the dragon again, made it back to the room safe and sound. That's rad. Partied some more with the little people. Loaded up the next day, started back home after breakfast. Oh, he's right, a Jixer. So uh, rode his Jixer back home the 350 miles. Yeah. Anyway, he really appreciated the story about Vetter. He's oh, like, good, geez, good, good. wow, amazing story of faith and determination. A true tale of what love really means. True that. Thank you awesome. so much for the hard work you guys put into the podcast. Hard. <laughs> he said hard. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear there's some strong-willed believers out there willing to share their story over the airway, uh, airwaves. Yeah. Thanks again. Hope you all have a kick-ass day, except for Knock. He's a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yes, awesome. email. Yes, I am. Is that true? God, I hope you said that. Did he actually say that? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's the only part of the email that's all capital letters. Yes. <laughs> it's like in like, font. Yeah, in, in red. <laughs> so, Douglas, what nice. you got there? 
Uh, I don't know. This doesn't. These pictures don't have anything to do with. The, I can explain that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from Kevin. Uh, he hey, writes, Kevin. "Hello, Misfits. I'm writing. To, uh, I'm writing you from perpetually sunny Yuma, Arizona. Yes. Yes. Having yes. been disappointed yes. by most other motorcycle podcasts in the past, I decided to try again. Nice. I uh, ran across uh, the name Motorcycles and Misfits, and I've thought, never been uh, so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought totally my done. kind of people. I read the description and was very interested. All I right. started with episodes 195 and 196. Well, 195 is kind of popular tonight, yeah. uh, and was hooked. Uh, I've been bouncing cool. around various episodes based on the description and have not been disappointed yet. Hopefully, we could disappoint you with this one. <laughs> well, you you might use the national capital of disappointment. Yeah, so stand by. Yes, it is. he writes. Uh, I think. <laughs> That what y'all do is fantastic. Keeping old bikes alive and teaching those that want to learn how to wrench for free, uh, no less, is outstanding. I've had a few bikes since my start in 2003 with a Ninja 250, currently on a 2001 CBR 929 RR. And hopefully sooner than later, a 70 to 73 Triumph Tiger. Okay. Attached picks. Oh, there's the, okay, there it is. Chopper that is being unchopped. So you guys, a tiger. Tiger, what a tiger looks like, right? No, not the, not the cat. No, the Triumph Tiger. You think what? of like an adventure bike. Yeah. This is not, not that. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh. This is oh, not that. Let me, let me finish I'm, the email. Hold on one right, second. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. you go off on one, Emma. Okay. <laughs> uh, as you can see, it is quite the basket case, but I cannot let it go to the scrapyard. I could go uh, on, but I figured best keep it somewhat brief. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the podcast, and I look forward to listening to the old episode episodes as well as each new one. Kevin. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin, for yeah, writing. Very awesome. Cool. Now, so Emma, go he, ahead. He did send a bunch of pictures of the various stages. Yeah. And they, he, I mean, it's basically, it's a frame, it's some wheels, it's it's what you get when you're buying a bike in pieces. Right, and yeah, you know, this, is, case. this yeah, is quite a radical job. I'll tell you, mm. and it starts with a yellow frame. Wow. I, I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything that turns out well that starts out with a yellow frame. <laughs> True that. Unless it's a Schwinn. But, you know, the, the I just wanted to say the old Triumph Tiger, when Triumph resurrected that name, they put it with the adventure bikes. But mm-hmm. the old Triumph Tiger from the 60s and the 70s, very easy. It was a single carburetor Bonneville. Mm, that's Bonneville right, yeah. was the hot rod. It was twin carb. It had the hot cams. Um, you know that was that was the quick bike. Just take one carburetor off it. That's the Tiger. Um, Interesting. Real, really pleasant bike to ride. And then you know they take a little more power out of it, and that was the Thunderbird, or the and the trophy was the off-road one. Hmm. But real nice bikes. Tigers are one of my favourites. And there's a lot of people who say you know the only thing worse. Than one amol carburetor, two amol carburetors. <laughs> yes, true. You know, yes. Um, the advantage of starting with a project, you can build it how you want. Is well, you're yeah, everything's apart, and so you can really do a top end restoration. Start with you know powder coating this and but replacing that. Looking at this frame and the the geometry it's, on it's it, a it's a lot a, of work. It's a lot of work, but this is a real seventies throwback. Cool. I mean, and in Yuma, you don't really have much else going on. Right, so... Right. Exactly. He's going to have a lot of time on his hands. That's right. Because yes. I hear the social life in Yuma revolves around cacti. Uh, actually, Yuma really is the national winter cabbage capital. Oh, really? Nation. Yes, wow. all winter oh, cabbage fantastic. is grown in Yuma. <laughs> I'm not making 
looking that up. Wow. Let's Google crazy. it. <laughs> Do they have like winter cabbage? Thank you, Alex Trebek. Summer sausage. <laughs> summer sausage. <laughs> I got that. I got that here, right here, right here, Mark. <laughs> Yuma looks like a great place to dirt bike. What you though. got the summer Fuck sausage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dirt bike like a motherfucker out there. Uh, they actually sell very high octane gasoline at the gas stations in Yuma. You can pull right in on your dune buggy, top it off with 100 octane, and then oh, ride right on that. Wow. Nice. So that, that's it's got that going for it. Yeah. Bagel, what you got? I have an email that says she's doing real biker shit and might be a misfit. Hey. Yeah, hey. we do biker hey. shit. Yep. And this is <laughs> sorry. This is from Hugh. I get excited Key. about doing biker shit. So Hugh, he writes, uh, "Hi Liza, I just found out about this young woman thanks to the wonders of YouTube. I have no earthly idea what triggered it, but she's going for it, Elspeth Beard style. Seriously, you may have already heard about her, but if not, I thought I'd share. Absolutely fascinating. I'm hooked." She can't possibly upload videos fast enough. According to her Facebook page, she's in South Africa right now. Right. Her name is Rosie Gabrielle, and you can find her on both Facebook and YouTube under mm-hmm. Rosie Gabrielle, all one word. Uh, I took a quick quick look at her page, and it looks like she's doing some amazing stuff. So, yeah, this is uh, this is a very very cool uh, mention, Keith. We'll have to uh, see if we can get get in touch with her. Um, and uh, so Hugh says, um, I hope you and the Misfits are doing well. I'm incurably hooked on the podcast, and only wished I lived a little. Closer, so I could visit. Yeah. Too bad the garage isn't open on Saturdays. That's the day I'd be able to visit. Uh, thanks again for sharing your guys' adventures, tips, and knowledge with the rest of us. All the best to you and the misfits. And please ask Emma to pass the gin. Yes, cheers, darling. Cheers. <laughs> Where's that hey, bottle of gin going? But the thing is, if you're coming this way on a Saturday, yeah, the garage isn't normally open. There's not much going on except that's the day we like to go for rides. Yeah, we're either dirt biking or riding right the mountains. Or I mean, if you want to come and be underwhelmed, come on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's about the best way to do it. But yeah, been an no, under- but underwhelming ride. If you yeah. let us know you're coming, we can probably get some of us together to do a uh, ride. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We'll show and, you how to carve a canyon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Hugh continues. Uh, he says, P.S. I'd love to get your opinion on the Kawasaki Concourse 14 motorcycle. Love it. Fucking awesome. I, I ride a Honda 650F, which gets the job done quite nicely, but I'm thinking about something else, perhaps slightly more comfortable for longer riding. Okay. I see some previously loved ones on Cycle Trader, but don't know if they're worth their weight or not. I'm too short for an ADV bike, and I haven't mm. found a cruiser-style bike that, that didn't just feel weird to me. All right. I think it's the recliner style forward controls that freak me out. Thanks again, Pax Hugh. I could speak to the uh, Conqueror's 14, the newer build. Um, they put a ZX14 motor in there and they kind of like retuned it for street. But <clears throat> it's touted as a sport touring bike, but it's. M- really Sport. sporty yeah it, it, it's a fast bike yeah, dave dave's got one yeah and, and uh it's fast it's fast and you could carve on it yeah it's big but once you get used to it and you have the right tires on there and you know what the fuck you're doing you could haul ass but on yeah that. I is, know, it, but is it, it comfortable though it's not yes a, oh, yeah. very comfortable it's so, not mm. a ninja it's, it's, it's not it's it's neither a ninja nor a bandit though. right what well but there's a lot of bikes <laughs> nothing's these, a bandit these, yeah these bikes that <laughs> were God. around for a long time right. that that they reissued like the VFR. The new VFRs were really good, too. You know, the truth is, with the Concourse, it is an extremely good bike. Yeah. The previous generation Concourse was in production forever. It made yeah. a ton of money for Kawasaki. They threw out all the stops when they designed the new one. It's an extremely good bike. Yeah. And what we're seeing now with Honda, they did exactly the same thing with the Rebel. Um, there's These long-standing bikes... 
I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what the new KLR650 is going to look like. Yeah, you know, that'd be... Yeah. yeah. Because that mm. thing... What? We, you know, they're talking about new KLR650 for 2018 or 19. Yeah, they've Sweet. invested so much in the name of these bikes, the Concours, right. the KLR. It's Now they have the technology to make it It wouldn't make any make sense to make the, the line go away. Right, it's exactly. But I, such a part of I the, think I mentioned this before. I rode a Versus 1000 the other day. Mm-hmm. My God, that's a good bike. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it? Oh, dear God. It's that a Z1000 motor in or something It's like a that? Z1000 engine. Mm-hmm. So unlike the V-Strom, yeah. the V-Strom is a very, very good bike. And it may even have the edge on the, the Versus 650. I don't know. They're, they're kind of different bikes. Right. But the, the V-Strom 1000 is still a V-Twin. Yeah. Whereas the Versus, they went for the four-cylinder. My mm-hmm. God, that's a great bike. It's smooth. It's got... Tons of power. It's extremely comfortable. Looks super cool, um, too. But there is modern. a postscript with that email bagel. Well, yeah, that you that's, read. What I, that's what I read, yep. And, well, um, it's, it's that, what's the title of that gentleman? Oh, this, it's, this is the Reverend Hugh C. <laughs> Keith, presiding bishop of the Old Baptist Union in America. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, Reverend Hugh. And pass the tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if you get the first-gen new Concourse 14 build, they're pretty awesome. The second build is better, but, like, you, you can't get wrong with any of it. Yeah, Just I, go to the forums and, and see I've, what yeah, I've are. Yeah, se- I've seen Generation 2s. You can squeak into them for about 65. Yeah. That's um, great for a bike like and that, that's man. that's a lot Super of bike reliable. for 65. I mean, you're going to yeah. get really early production, ton of miles. But they've yeah. got a lot of bells and whistles on these oh, bikes, too. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, you've got to be careful because there's a lot more to go wrong. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to look at one, his top tip, don't ignore that ABS light that's on. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of a misfire. It might not be just a set of plugs. Yeah. Um, but God, they they are very very good bikes, and they're just you know you can get them and just ride them at a hundred miles an hour all yeah. day, yeah, mm. nice. which is great. What you got there, Miss Emma? Um, I have an email from Peter Bolton. Hey gang, hey, P- hey P- hi. PB Blaster here. He was formerly uh, MotoGP Pete, but there's too many imitators. <laughs> For the last year, uh-huh. I've been listening to you go on about iron butt rides. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for that length of time, I've been attempting to do one. He finally met the challenge and kicked its ass. Yes, nice. Um, nice. He can bind a trip to Coda for this year's round of MotoGP nice. oh, with cool. an iron butt ride and it was the best decision he's ever made good for you dude second year of second year in a row I made the trip to Austin for the horsepower road where, where is he from uh, oh he's in Colorado northern Colorado cool that's excellent it's a, um, a good ride every motorcyclist needs to make this trip and he said just like owning a Harley owning a Ducati and contemplating an iron butt ride going to MotoGP is a major bucket list item. Mm. Tendons and popularity is on the rise. I highly recommend camping by the track. And, yeah. you know, for, for our listeners who come to Monterey, I mean, I know we used to have MotoGP here, but we still do stuff at Laguna Seca. Camp at the track. Mm. Yeah. You, if you worth don't... It. You're missing out on half the stuff. And, you know, 
back in the day, back in the day when we had steam-powered bikes, we we always <laughs> used to descend. She's not joking. Um, <laughs> to France for the twenty-four hour the Bold Or, and yeah. we'd camp, and it'd be a twenty-four hour party. It was fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it gets pretty nuts. I had friends who used to go to the uh, MotoGP one. In, right, in, exactly. So camp, camp, yeah, camp. Go, did yeah. it say what he rode? What he what he did the ride on? Uh, oh yeah, he does. And we'll come to that. Uh-huh. Second point of it, business. I don't want any boring debate. I don't want a discussion. I just want Emma to tell me what kind of oil to use and how many miles to change it on my 90s sport bike. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit what the weird old guys on forums have to say. Well, I don't either, darling. (laughs) The only source I am willing to trust is Emma. Are you listening to this? Liza. (laughs) Don't you point your finger at me. I point my finger anywhere I want, darling. You know what? You know why you're on my shit list today, right? Yeah, I do. Because. Mm-hmm. I'm on Liza's shit list mm-hmm. today because, because I welded a piece of metal for a friend and I left her auto darkening welding helmet. Not just on that, Douglas, you you know when I got that helmet, what a big deal it uh-huh. was. That was like $250 helmet. No, I know. It's an and extreme. I told her, she said, Can I use the helmet? I said, Okay, it lives in that safe bag, soft bag. You son of a and bitch. And I said, When you're done, put it back. Well, I came into the garage a couple hours later and I found the helmet on the ground <gasps> with a shield down. Ooh, so it wasn't my fault. Definitely a, shit list. That's it's shit definitely your fault. fault. No, it was not Shame. my a big boy did it and ran away. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, God, Farkas. So you keep reading this email that loves you. Yeah, I'll thank you. No, I... daggers at you from over here. No. Okay, then. Uh, please give me the final word. I will believe anything that Emma tells me. Are you listening to this, Liza? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, no, he's riding a 93 ZX6 Ninja. God, that is a good bike. Mm-hmm. Those are great bikes. Um, and they had a bench shift Yeah, but it's no it. bandit. It, well, you know, it's a close second. <laughs> um, so he had a bench shift fork from the previous owner. Um, and he's built the engine. It looks like he's getting it together. 17,000 miles. Um, okay. So at this stage, when he puts it together, it's going to be considered a new engine. So, um, Peter, I'm going to give you two answers, and one involves a little more money than the other one, but never. Is one of them shorter than the other? No, they're about the same. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll go as slowly as possible. Um, Killing me. No, you know, um, we, we recently sh- uh, switched oil at the shop <coughs> under my instruction, and we went from um, Golden Spectro, which is very, very good oil. Yeah. That's to, a brand, or is that the name? No, of? it's a brand. Okay, Gold, I've never and, heard of that. Um, we went to Honda own brand oil okay Hmm. and it's really good stuff and i would recommend it to anyone and it's it's like uh 25 bucks for a gallon i mean it's not super expensive so and it makes your skin look very nice yeah thank you no and it gives you a nice (laughs) shine to your hair thank you thank you wonderful this is a synthetic oil no Oh, just this is a hair product. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is just the normal Honda mineral, the GN4 mineral oil. It comes right. from 2050, 10, 1040. 1040 is fine for that yeah. old um, ZX6. You've just built the engine. So, Peter, fresh oil in your engine, do a thousand miles in it, pull the oil, fresh oil change at a thousand miles, and from that point forward, do 3,000 miles, change the oil, 
filter every time and i'm very fussy with filters put a genuine filter in it yeah mm-hmm. that's the thing always use genuine filters liza's giving me such daggers now because no, she I'm, I'm just puts- patiently waiting for you to finish <laughs> <laughs> my wife tells me that all the time <laughs> 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 funny, she, she, she told me that too. This, this goes places depending on context. At least, and, at least you get to finish. And you know, oh, oh, some of us don't even get to start. <laughs> but you know, truthfully, this is a '93 bike, and the current brand of the synthetic oils, the really expensive ones like Motul 300, which are great oils. That engine was designed with a mineral oil in mind, mm-hmm. and it's going to respond best with a mineral oil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like the Honda stuff. Any of the manufacturers do their own oil. It's not expensive solution. Keep it clean. 3,000 miles, change that filter. Genuine filter. Nice quality oil in a 1040. That bike's going to run 100,000 miles without a yeah, problem. Yeah, don't do yeah. what Nock and I do. We just keep adding oil. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, my bike doesn't burn anymore. Every like, year and a half, we'll do an oil change. <laughs> so, um, it the final, it is thanks and love all that you guys do. Peter Bolton, a.k.a. Peter Blaster. He's the Brigadier General of the Northern Colorado Division of Emma's Army. Tra-la-la. However, he is currently suspended under court-martial. Investigation for bad-mouthing Suzuki. (laughs) (laughs) Repeatedly scorching tea. (laughs) Improper shrimping. (laughs) Generally being a rubbish general. You know, that's... (laughs) Peter, that's all punishable by death, darling. You know... I will forgive him for bad-mouthing Suzuki, because uh, <laughs> Suzuki have made some stinkers in the past. But Punish- scorching tea, darling, Ooh. honestly. Punishable by back rubs. It's punishable <laughs> by something. <laughs> Dear God. And right, yeah, thanks for the email. Cool, I have one last one here. <clears throat> yeah, step it up, please. It says, Lisa. hello from New Zealand. G'day, hey, What? People listen Kiwi. to us over there? Yeah, what the fuck? This, is, this is Will. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. From Willie. Will New Zealand, in Texas. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, right. He says, hey guys, a recently new listener from New Zealand. All right, excellent. And he says, however, I can't really keep saying that as my partner and I have just moved to London. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. He says, the podcast is awesome. Keep it up. Particularly like Emma's mystery hole. Mm-hmm. I mean... It is mysterious. History <laughs> hole. <laughs> I have learned a lot from you all. It is history um, I've heard you talk about the CX-500 often on your podcast. What do you call it, Emma? Plastic maggot. Yes. He says, I thought you might be interested in my cafe racer build. And he's provided some pictures. Oh, it's got a brat seat. He says, anyway. It's got a brat seat. A short and sweet sweet email. Keep up the good banter. It's It's so great to be able to listen to a bunch of people who just love motorbikes, hanging out and wrenching, just like myself. All the best from Will. Oh, thanks, Will. That's a cool bike, Will. I like this bike. Cool, man. I like how you integrated the uh, taillight. I do like the pipe. And, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, That's the CX five hundred is a good, but it's a good looking bike to modify. It just may be a little disappointing in the power yeah. compared mm-hmm. to some of the other bikes people are building. But like it, it looks, but it makes up for it in looks. It looked no. pedestrian when it came out, but now this cool shit that people are doing to it. Oh, now, absolutely, it makes it look unique. Yeah. You know? And you know the the thing I like. I mean, off the line CX five hundreds were unspeakably ugly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
but to make something I like, every the, time I like the tanks. So you can only I go like up. Them. Well, and he's retained the tank on yeah, this. Yeah, they've got but all beautiful that, tanks. All that goofy little nacelle yeah. at the top and yeah, the, yeah. the loaf of bread-shaped taillight. Yeah. Mm, it's all gone by the wayside. This is a good-looking bike. There, and I like company. the sunset. Well, you know what I like about this bike? The brat seat. No, I like it because it's not a Pacific coast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? You are so Wait, mean. Wh- wh- you are consistently. Somebody got a new bike. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on. You were saying there was a company that what now? There is a company. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, so the the five stars. That's one thing that I, I don't like about late seventies, early eighties bikes are these cast the com- com-star. mag com-star wheels. Yeah. the Comstar wheels. There's a company out there that makes a uh, a retrofit. Spoke kit huh? for those wheels. Oh, really? Yeah. I love the Comstars. Hmm. So, I, I mean, like, some people do. No, love I, them. Do, but, yeah. I don't. But you have to take them off and you have to have powder coat and make them all black. Yeah, yeah, They're not yeah. as good with that lum- aluminum edge. Mm. Right. When it's all yeah. black, it looks good. No, but there are there are options out there that uh, you can convert those because those bolt on and off. What kind of wheels does the Pacific Coast have, Emma? <laughs> it has aluminum wheels. <laughs> it's aluminum. <laughs> so, they actually made a cotton candy and peppermint wheels. <laughs> the way that fucking thing looks. <laughs> I guess I can count you among the haters. No, I like it. I like that shit. Fortunately for Emma, we're, we've come to the end of the show. We've run oh, out of time. It's going to be a two-hour so show pretty soon. There's no time for me to deride how much I hate her bike. And, and No, you can tell them you know all what? that next week. Let's save it because, you know, Ride it up I know week. that Phil is on your side. Yes. You both love to ride marshmallows. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> I rode the shit out of Phil's. That shit was fun, man. It was like no pretension. Does, you know? Phil, like, does like, Phil have a Pacifica? Oh, he's yes. got one. Yeah, he's got oh, a white absolutely. one. He's got a shamu-looking motherfucker. Yeah, mine's white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aren't they all white? But those pearl. <laughs> Isn't it pearl? Yeah. Yeah, it's pearl white. Pearl white. It's yeah. vanilla. It's got a trunk. <laughs> it's very vanilla. <laughs> I like it for three reasons. You put junk in your And trunk. I will listen. I will list them in order of preference. Number I'm, one. I'm sorry, your mic isn't working. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Number one, it has a trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Number two, it sounds just like George Jetson's car. It totally <laughs> does. It totally does. The most inoffensive motorcycle ever. And number three, I have a charming flowery dress, and I can wear it when I'm riding my <laughs> yes. Pacific oh, Coast. <laughs> nice. Wow. I can ride it to church. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, congratulations, though, that you have a bike that is actually appropriate for the church lady riding style. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. that bike is so boring, I actually fall asleep looking at no, it. No, I will say... <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I will say, as we were riding and leading the group off to the quail yesterday, um, I let her take off leading, and at one point... That I was a to, mistake. I had to catch up to her <laughs> at, at a light, and I told her, can you... Can you dial it down in these slow zones? Because she had us doing eighty through a forty. Oh. <laughs> like, no, it's called. Mo- it's it's maintaining momentum, darling. It's like, Let's just dial it down. I said, you, I know you have a lot to prove on this bike. Just not do it here. Maintaining load number of points on your license. Jim, what do you got there? You got something real quick? I just want to give a quick shout out to a podcast listener, uh, Max Adams from up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Max. Max is way cool and is uh is is. <laughs> beautiful better half of Vani but we met them Doug you remember up at the one moto show uh-huh. and but well, and he, they were here 
before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Max and Will actually yeah. stayed at Emma's house in the dungeon. Exactly. Yeah, in the dungeon. Yes. So Emma, you'll appreciate. It. So Max it just finished up. and is now showing his restored custom uh, BMW R90. Right. Ooh, nice. So I've been following him on Instagram. Emma, Congrats, is, dude. Is that a stock restoration or a modified? No, it's got a brat seat. <laughs> 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 but I've been watching him on Instagram go through the whole thing. You know, where it was just the frame he painted out and everything else. And uh, anyway, congratulations to him. You know, it's super motivating and right on. Well, jo- uh, well done. It looks good. Very cool. So yeah, right on. Max. I don't know. Cool. Well, um, before we wrap real quick, I just wanted to give a quick uh, Chickistan update. Uh, this is a trip I've been putting together yeah. that's going to happen later this year, taking a group of women to Pakistan. And I cannot tell you um, how overwhelmed I am with the success of this. This is going to be the largest group he's ever had there. Wow. We're looking at, I think there's going to be 12 or 13 of us now. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Plus, with Jesus. all of our support, we're easily going to have a caravan of 20 people wow. going through Pakistan. And we've got a lot of great things uh, that we're going to be doing there. And a lot of great people have signed up for this, uh, many of whom have been guests on this podcast. I'm not going to state them yet. I'm going to save it. But I have to say, this is an amazing. And um, one thing I've been doing is kind of vetting that we're taking very experienced riders on this trip. Mm-hmm. Super legit. There's you no have- crying in Pakistan. Um, Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be amazing. Awesome. So So I'll have more details to follow. I'm really excited. So, um, what? 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 Is not showing you pictures of a penis? What? (laughs) No. No. Okay. No. But, and I wanted to thank, um, Ian and Matt for showing up. I, yeah, hey guys. I don't, don't yeah. know what Thanks you... for tolerating us for about four hours. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. I don't know what you were expecting or... Yeah, we were just... trying to do a get-to-know-you segment, but I guess we're running out of time, so... He came here to kill some time and... Yeah. Okay, my wiener sure hasn't stopped moving it. this whole time. That's <laughs> 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 been great. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. He's sitting next to Doug. <laughs> I'm going to start using that term. <laughs> my wiener has not stopped moving since I got here. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little Is that your new, your quick, your new quick, though, <laughs> what's your up the butt? bike my up the butt bike would yeah. be a uh, ap moto arts fzo7r okay oh. yeah that's a good choice yeah. Yes. yeah and, AP and, and what's yours uh, cbx 1000 yeah oh. Oh. you know i dig that just because it's so huge <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's got comstar wheels I, I love yeah. it. all night he's been quoting his wife <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she's here in spirit yeah <laughs> nice um and again i wanted to give a thanks to all of our patreon subscribers um yes. we've just had great success with that and um this month's collection on that helped pay for the new skin on the tent outside yeah awesome. which was desperately yes. needed yeah. Desperately oh yeah needed so thank you so much it it, it got put to good use it's a, it's a boulder um, creek garage <laughs> and for those who are subscribing Grew your weed in um, there i had a deal for five dollars you got a free t-shirt and i'm just about out. I think I have maybe a couple, maybe like one double XL and one or two mediums. I'm mm. it's out. Wow. So if you'd like to donate five dollars a month, right. I still have a couple T-shirts. Um, but I'm going to be coming up with another 
another prize. But there's mm-hmm. still the special, special right. episodes that have only been released there. We've had some great ones. And we recent, last week I released mm-hmm. the All About the Clutch. Right. Mm. Which was something that I wanted to know more about. I wanted to understand how my slipper clutch um, works and, and what's the difference between all the clutches. So I enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I've got a couple more coming up within the next two weeks. And the only way you can access these is if you become a Patreon subscriber. And you can do that for a buck. And yeah, this buck is a month. Content, this is content that you can <clears throat> only hear if you're a Patreon subscriber. I mean, we're not releasing it and just, to the public. And so our regular listeners know, they're not full episodes. These are just yeah, little, I mean, little just mini little, They're little, little tidbits. Little nuggets. Yeah. They're about 20 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they're, they're very intimate. It's generally just me and Liza and Jim. And we but get it, yeah. down and dirty and with And John it. Dalton. And John Dalton on occasion. Yeah. But the Patreon money is a huge help. Oh, we God, leverage yeah, it we, tremendously. So yeah. the, the amount of bikes that we get back on the road for that little bit of money really helps. Yeah. So thank you very much to our subscribers. And of course, to all of our listeners. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Yeah. We, yes, thank we you. love it. And just know we've got so much more that we're working on. We just keep striving for hey, uh, better and better. You know what we can get with some of that Patreon money? What? Fucking fork seal drivers. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Goddamn fork <laughs> Seal drivers. God, we have damn. one. No, it we don't. Disappeared. I don't know what? what it is. Yeah, yeah, it disappeared. It's gone. It disappeared. It's not in the toolbox no. next door. Disappeared. I mean, what like we fact. can just keep getting PVC pipe. <laughs> that was a nice Motion Pro. <laughs> it was a nice one. It's one of those fifty, sixty dollar ones. Mm, it disappeared. <clears throat> I know. Well, anyway, thanks again for listening. Let's get out of here. This is Liza. Mm-hmm. Bagel. This is Knock. Doug. The underdog. Yeah. Emma. <laughs> what? Yeah. Emma, darling. This is Matt. Naked Jim back in the house. And we out of here. Go, go. go.